Welcome to the Free to Fly podcast, where we discuss important issues related to human trafficking and healing from trauma. In this episode, we're excited to introduce our host, Phineas, who leads Rear Tusana, an organization that provides support to homeless individuals. We also have a special guest, Officer Jacobs, who has dedicated his career to fighting human trafficking and has rescued numerous victims, including minors. They will be sharing their experiences and insights with us. So sit back, relax, and let's get started. Mr. Jacobs, how are you, sir? I'm good, often I'm fine with yourself. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for, for making the time to chat with us uh, this afternoon. I know you're super busy. Yes, uh, I'm very busy, but I, uh, I'll take the time to speak to you guys. No, the funny thing is um, me and you almost on the same field because I just came back from, because um, I work with homeless people. So I was working with the law enforcement on the ground. Okay. And me and you were rushing back to this interview. So it's very interesting. <laughs> that is correct, sir. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, again, thank you for making the time to talk with us. Um, but briefly, I would just like you to introduce yourself, uh, tell people who you are, uh, where you're from, what is your job, um, in your field. Okay, thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah, first of all, good afternoon, everyone. I am Officer Dirk Jacobs. I'm a proud law enforcement officer of the city of Cape Town in South Africa. I am in service uh, for 30 years now. Um, I, I do specialized law enforcement in terms of um, prostitution, human trafficking, and some other aspects of the law enforcement side of it. Um, yeah, I love my job dearly. And everything I go out, I do everything to the best of my ability. Uh, that's what I stand for. No, thank you so much. I have so much respect for people like you who really give their lives to protect our communities. I know when you leave your com- your family, you know, you're protecting our families. So um, uh, thank you for putting your life on the line to to provide service for your community. So we really appreciate it. Um, um, in your in your job, you mentioned about human trafficking. Um, how did you get involved in um, um, helping or rescuing young girls uh, who are in human trafficking or prostitution? Uh, thank you very much for that question. Uh, in South Cape Town, um, we have a unit called the Vice Unit that deals with uh, street prostitution. This is where your problem arises. Uh, street prostitution. Uh, we have a street and public places bylaw in terms of prostitution on street level. And then secondly, that unit members underwent a training in terms of human trafficking. So amongst those people you find on the street uh, selling their bodies for money, um, they are working for other people mm. in terms of pumps. So this mm-hmm. is where uh, human trafficking has a big role. Uh, to mm. play in. Yeah. Uh, can and, I can I proceed? Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to ask you is is is, is prostitution um, legal or illegal in South Africa, and how is it connected with uh, human trafficking? Okay, to start off, in terms of the Sexual Offences Act, uh, process or to sell sex or prostitution is illegal in South Africa. Is in okay. Fact. Okay. And how does, so, it, how, we, how does prostitution feed into human trafficking from your understanding? Okay, what happens is um, 
these uh, criminal elements called syndicates uh, in human trafficking. They will go to rural areas, very poor areas, and make women and parents of those uh, young girls understand that there's a great opportunity in terms of job prospects in, in, in bigger cities. Yes. So these recruiters go to very small towns and, and, and lie to people that there's a job aspect, maybe in Cape Town, uh, whereby mm-hmm. sometimes parents give permission to those um, recruiters to bring their girls down to Captain for the job that they promised the parents of. Wow. So, when it comes to human trafficking, there's certain elements that you have to look at before yes. you can establish a human trafficking case. Uh, I will mention the elements for you. Uh, okay. First of all, the elements is as such. Recruitment, that's mm-hmm. one. Transportation, two. Mm-hmm. Three, harboring. Where are you going to house those females? That's mm. point three. Mm. And point four is how you exploit them. This is yeah. uh, the four elements of human trafficking. So when you look at the human trafficking case where you interview girls on the street, okay, why are you doing this? No, sir, uh, I'm working for Paul, maybe an example. Mm. Now, this is how you get into the story. You know, Paul um, is standing across the road. So mm. all the money that we make on the street by selling our bodies, that wow. money goes to Paul. Wow. And in return, Paul gives drugs for them. Wow. You, you get what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. And, and, and you, you reminded me of a situation, uh, Mr. Jacobs, where um, one of the things that I've seen on the street with homeless people, I don't know if you have heard of forced begging which is another form of human trafficking. Um, because because I, I, I don't know if you ever engage in situations like that where there are some people who are forced to be on the street and to beg. And once they get the money, they take that money and they give it to maybe a gang leader or a pimp. Have you ever dealt with that, situations like that? That is correct, yeah. Uh, in Cape Town, uh, I think around 2010, we... Yes. Our our big gangs were very much involved uh, in, in, in sending girls to the road uh, to sell their bodies whereby the money must come to them. Wow. So this is when um, some uh, foreign nationalities, uh, I'm not going to mention countries, no um, that yeah. are in Cape Town, South Africa, uh, that recruit those girls for benefit of them. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, when these girls are living with the pump inside a place of sleep, mm. yeah. huh, they uh, are being given a target to reach. Maybe uh, I have six girls working for me on the street. Yeah. Each girl tomorrow morning must bring in 1,000 rand. Wow. So, if you don't reach the amount of 1,000 rand by tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, then you can't wash, you can't eat, you don't sleep. Wow. So you are forced again back to the street by yourself mm. to go get the amount of money that is left in order wow. to fill up the one thousand rand. This is how they operate. And and and, and do they control? What do they control them with with drugs? Because what I've seen a lot of times is all these pimps or let's say gang leaders are controlling the, the those women with drugs. Is that is that is that the exchange? We give you drugs and then you give us money and 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 we put you out there, you know, to sell your body. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, not all the girls that landed on the street are drug users, but they are forced yeah. to do that mm. drug in order for them to keep them obedient. Okay. 
Um, and my, I'm listening. No, go ahead. Uh, my youngest uh, human trafficking victim was, I think, 11 or 13 years old. That was back then, 2012, in Cape Town. That wow. night we did our own operation, our vice unit operation. Yeah. And uh, we found this very little skinny girl um, on the street in Cape Town. And we went up to the girl, interviewed her, listen to my baby. Where are you from? No, sir, I'm from Joe, Johannesburg. Wow. So then it became very interested for me. I asked, okay, how did you, how did you land up in Cape Town? No, sir, I was approached by another black woman in a play mm. park where I was playing with my friends. Yeah. And asked me if I ever saw Cape Town. I told her I never saw Cape Town. So the woman told her, then this is today's opportunity to see Cape Town. So then she took the opportunity, the young girl. I mean, she must have permission from parents to get to Cape Town. Yes. So the woman that recruited her said, okay, look, um, you don't need any clothes. We will pay your transport. We will give you shelter where you can sleep. Um, just for a couple of weeks and then we'll bring you back. So, so when she arrived in Cape Town, um, she was uh, taken into a place where she was sexually abused by some of the pimps. Wow. And then also in the same breath, she was uh, given drugs to use. And after that, now they told the listener, my dog, you owe us money. Oh, the girl asked, what do you mean I owe you money? She said, okay, you need to pay for your transfer of Johannesburg to Cape Town. That is that amount of money of 500, of 500 grand. And for the two weeks that you live with us in this uh, block of flats or wherever they live, you owe us that money, the water that you used. That's the money that you owe us. Everything. So it adds up uh, to an amount of 20,000 grand. Wow. How, 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 because the, the way you speak in this sounds like, you know, the same method that even gang leaders are using. You know, I mean, what I've realized that what is running the streets these days is sex, drugs, and money. Um, um, how is that connected? And, 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 and how do you, what are your interventions when it comes to rescuing these girls? Um, from human trafficking? Is there a place where you guys put them in? Is, are there any interventions when it comes to counseling and psychological help? So very much correct, yeah. We, I work very closely with very uh, good safe agents, um, whereby, especially young ladies, or ladies and young ladies, yeah. where they were helped and uh, intervened by social workers when they are underage. Um, there is a program that the safe haven runs in terms of to get those victims back on track, you understand, to refresh their mind and to bring them back to reality. Wow. And and, and in your past years of working um, in this field, what are some of the craziest stories that you had to deal with? Um, Or how many girls, I would say, have you rescued um, 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 from human trafficking? And are are most of them South Africans or are, are most of them foreigners? Um, to be honest with you, most of the girls are South African girls from rural areas, from other cities or yeah, cities and towns. Um, yeah. I can only speak for Cape Town. So okay. many, many of the ladies and girls that are here in Cape Town are from outside Cape Town. Okay. Either small towns and bigger cities for yes. better work prospects. 
as they were told and promised by their recruiters. Wow. Um, can I continue? Yes, you can continue. Um, yeah, um, that night in Cape Town, I shed some tears because when I look at this girl, yeah. she has no breast because she's, it's a child. Man, wow. And, and, and she was so scared uh, when she looked in the direction of the pump, uh, she didn't want to speak a word. Yeah, so we yeah, had yeah. to put it in our patrol vehicle, which was a Toyota Quantum minibus. Yes, yes, yes. Where we could speak to her freely and for her without fear. That wow. night we took her off the street and placed her in a, in a safe haven. Yeah. And then, yeah, until the court, uh, uh, the case appeared in the sexual offenses court. Wow. And how, how, how did you personally deal with the situa situation? Because I know it can be traumatizing as a father who probably has a daughter. Exactly for me as a parent, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's traumatized because uh, I take you. Yeah, I also am raising a daughter. Mm -hmm. I see many other small young girls. It can happen to them. You yes, see, yes. human trafficking is not um, when it comes to other ladies and girls. It's not now. I don't know them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I take it. It can happen to my family, to your family, to anybody's family, and nobody wants to be in that thing of of of. of Maybe sometimes against your will. Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what is your motivation? Like, what motivated you to be in this field? Because I know some people will be saying, no, this is very dangerous. You know, um, I can't get involved in a situation like this because, I mean, you're dealing with probably gang leaders. You're dealing with people who have a lot of money and a lot of influence. What gives you the courage to do the work that you're doing without fear? First of all, I'm a law enforcer. Yeah. Um, secondly, um, my job out there is to save people mm -hmm. and to protect people. So I'll put my life on the spell in order to save other people, the, the, the other victims. Yeah, for me, uh, I signed something, um, a contract. Mm -hmm. I will put my life on the spell to save people. So yeah. first, my life. And then secondly, the life of other people out there. So yeah. I love people. It's my passion. I have a love for people. No matter who you are, your background, your culture, your belief, I have a love for people that I need and I like to understand people where they come from and what they do on a daily basis. So for me, to save the life of people, it's the, it's the first thing. What, what, what would you say is, is some of the signs that people in a community need to look out to um, to spot out human trafficking because some people think, you know, if you are trafficked, you must be somebody coming from Zimbabwe or Europe or somewhere very far, and they don't think that human trafficking can actually happen next door, you know. So, 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 what are some of the signs of human trafficking that maybe you can educate the, the uh, educate us about? Okay, first of all, um, I dealt with it. I'm going to give you a, a, a life or a real scenario. Yes. Um, in 2012, uh, there was a house somewhere in Kenilworth, um, and those foreign national Chinese people, they were living in that house for almost six months, and the neighbors were never aware of a brothel next to them. Wow. They just saw the influx of vehicles coming and leaving that property, and it's only male coming to that house. Wow. Until... Um, the neighbors made a call to our control center to say, okay, right, hey, they suspect um, other activities here because there's a lot of vehicles moving mm -hmm. in and out here and they spend a certain time at the property and leave off until we got to the property and we found uh, 
Chinese national inside the property uh, operated a brothel. Mm. 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 Um, 2010, also with the World Cup in South Africa, Cape Town, um, yes. we dealt with a case where like, two Chinese females were kept inside the house in Goodwood for sexual exploitation. They were brought from China by their own people wow. for the purpose of prostitution. Wow. And you managed to get involved and bring some interventions and then rescue these young girls from being trafficked further? Yeah, yeah I, I intervene if I know of a situation like that. Yeah. So not many people are aware of human trafficking because it's, it's, uh, I thought it's, in, it's only in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, 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 I'm part of my job, you know, protecting homeless people on the street is actually dealing with situations like that. But I just want to ask you, what are some of the things that encourages human trafficking? You know, is, is, does poverty play a role? Does um, unemployment play a role? What are some of the factors that, that, that feeds into, into human trafficking? Okay, factors that play a role in human trafficking is um, poverty. Mm-hmm. Unemployment is mm-hmm. when uh, people does have, when a female or even a male or boy does have mm-hmm. no faith mm-hmm. in his family or community. You yeah. feel like a person that's been kicked out of the community, that yeah. drives them to, 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 to that direction, you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. then I spoke to many girls, why are you doing this, sir? Um, you know what? I don't have a life anymore. I have been abused by my stepfather. I have been abused by an uncle of mine. I spoke wow. to mommy and daddy. They would not believe me. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Wow. And and I think the other question that I would like to ask you on that, it, uh, what, what places, uh, I mean, somebody could be listening to this right now, aware of the situation that is happening in the community and wanting to know who to call, who to talk to, um, um, for their own protection, because I know some people are afraid to report cases like this because they are afraid of being exposed. You know, what, what, what can the community do to report cases like this and also be protected at the same time? Okay, I would say every person under this sun has an obligation to report crime. So if they do want to report crime, we have a call center 24 7 mm-hmm. Four eight zero double seven double zero. They don't need to give a name and address where they live. They can just give the address where they think the problem is. Okay. And do they have to mention their name? Um, when you report those things in order to, to, to be out of trouble, don't mm-hmm. mention your name. Just okay. report where the incident occurs. Okay. Okay. And if a woman or a young girl has been rescued from um, um, from human trafficking, um, you mentioned something about, do you work with safe houses or safe spaces where you send some of those women to? That is correct. Yeah, there, yeah, there are places um, like, um, yeah, I know Salome Schaefer very well. I worked yeah. with her for quite a number of years. Yeah. There was an American company that I also worked with. Then I have our local uh, safe havens and NGOs around here that I also work with. So yeah, I have a close and a nice understanding with uh, who I work with in terms of, of, of filtering information through. Then okay. we also have the organized crime unit, the Hawks, that there's a, a elite unit that deals with prostitution also. Okay. And are there any contact details with that, or people can? Is there any way somebody can go to look for that information? 
Um, they can work uh, via that number that I just provided, 021-480-7700. Okay. So I know you're a very busy man, so I don't want to take too much of your time, but are there any last words from your side that you would like to encourage the community or that you would like to say about human trafficking? Uh, for number one, uh, for parents, I could just throw a message for parents. Um, mm-hmm. Look after your child or your children, no matter who they are, boys or girls. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know where they're off to. Mm-hmm. And uh, make sure that you know their friends because friends also sells uh, a friend for money. Wow. So parents must uh, learn to know the friends of their children. That is my uh, point to, to parents out there. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Jacobs. Um, uh, I hope, pray, and, and, and wish for more people like you who are on the ground, you know, protecting our children and protecting our communities. So I wish you the very best, and I hope we will follow up on this interview and keep up with what you are doing in the community. So thank you so much for your service. It's an honor, and we really appreciate it. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the opportunity that you all your trust that you put in me to speak to your people i have a lot to say but uh, time doesn't allow me uh, i <laughs> think uh, <laughs> next time yeah you will have uh, more better things uh, from our side but those were the basic stuff okay thank you so much sir. i will see you on the ground take care thank you thank you very much sir okay bye okay enjoy bye bye dear friends and key stakeholders thank you for joining us on today's podcast Our aim and heart for these podcasts is to raise awareness about human trafficking and to highlight the atrocity this crime is to humanity. A reminder that human trafficking is a multi-billion dollar industry, which is sadly the fastest growing worldwide and second biggest crime after drugs. It is far more organized than many care to believe. We invite you to join hands in fighting against human trafficking. Follow us on our social media pages at freetofly.org.za on Instagram and on Facebook forward slash freetofly.za. Do check out our website at www.freetofly.org.za. To sign up to be a volunteer or donate towards the building and running of our safe house for children who have come out of human trafficking. For those of you who do not know, Free to Fly is an organization that is currently starting up the first safe house in South Africa for children who have been rescued from human trafficking. Our heart is to run a holistic, trauma-informed, survivor-informed program that will facilitate this journey of healing. Please follow our journey on our website. Till next time, take care and be sure to share and listen out for the next podcast. Thanks, friends. Free to Fly can't be held liable about the content of our podcast guests.